All right, that's enough messing around. This is Hyperborean Radio, and uh, I'm Celtic God. Uh, he's the lore keeper. We're going to be talking for a while, so hold on. Here we go. How you doing today? I am doing just Monday-rific. Monday-rific. Yes, because we're recording this on Monday for Wednesday. <laughs> that's the secret. That's how, we, that's how we get things done. We try to do it early and then hold on to it and dress it up as much as possible. Oh, no, you've seen behind the curtain. Oh, no. Seen behind the curtain. Now Unleash I have to the go. phantom. Anyway. Oh, wait. Saw behind the curtain. Now I'm going to prove you right before I walk out the door. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, is that this? Yeah. yeah, that's that thing about stop worshiping trees and the guy looked behind the curtain and he drops a, uh, a quote that proved me right. Oh, man. I, uh, I love those sideways insults like that. When oh, they, I love it when they... Cause this was a while ago. This was back before we even had a podcast. Uh, some guy dropped a comment about how, oh, I peeked behind the curtain and I and I saw what I wasn't supposed to see. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? Because you literally listen to something we put on public in YouTube. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we don't completely agree with whatever you say makes us somehow evil. Right. Like, and I forget who the quote was from, but... Um, uh, I think it was... Um, either Tacitus or Caesar, but it was talking about, Tacitus. um, it was talking about how, cause he was trying to prove that we worship trees that were tree worshipers. And then he put up a quote to prove his point, except in the quote, it literally pointed out they don't worship trees. The trees are just the, the, the forest, the groves are just the sacred areas Yes, named after occasionally deities, not itself, the deity. And it was so sweet because all we had to say was read it again, but slowly. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite things is read it again. Read it, read it one more time, but slowly this time. That's actually really uh, we've had to use that multiple times because oh, people will so, prove so people much. will prove themselves wrong in the conversation. And then it's just read that again, but slowly this time. Right. <laughs> or um, like there was a rather large youtuber um decided to comment on one of your videos oh yeah and then completely undid him <laughs> with a question i think I no, think no 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 question, so it? it was my one sentence anyways it was my video that was pointing out the hindu true which is basically just people that are and we shall not name who the big youtuber is because no, we don't because, want to advertise for him well we're also not big on e-drama right but basically i pointed out because this is he he was the youtuber that a lot of people were getting this from so I mentioned him in passing, and for some reason he showed up on my channel, which at the time had, I think, like 400, 500 yeah, subs. Four and he had five. like 20,000 or more. So it's like, why the heck are, how'd you even know? I literally mentioned you in passing. Yeah, it was like the next day, I think, or later it that day. It was that later that day. And he showed up. I'm like, how the hell did he even know I mentioned him? It's like a blink and you'll miss it. <laughs> but it's funny because he shows up, he's going to school you. And then one sentence later, he's like, um, uh. Then he's backtracking, but basically what he said was, how can you not think we worshipped worshipped wells? And he starts listing all these things out, and I'm like, because worshipping at wells and worshipping wells are two different things. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to claim he never said that he worshipped wells, but then here I have two questions. One, why, why, do, you did still, you, why do you still have that video up? Why do you have the video up where you literally have people worshipping wells? And number two, why did you get angry? Right. Well, and my favorite part about that video is where he wears his little gay pants, uh, um, some kind of khaki short thing. 
with a fucking ringy bell is showing people how to do it and he 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 prostrates himself before this river thing ringing the bell it's weird man well it's part of my issue with a lot of the pagan sphere is most people don't seem to be doing paganism yeah and i know well, what they're doing is they're doing a different religion and they're just putting a veneer on okay here's the thing if you take a a modern house and you dress it up in skins all you have is a modern house dressed up in skins. Well, yeah, it's like, um, how would I put this? Most people, when they go into paganism, and I'm sure our audience doesn't fall well, into this ethnic problem. Faith. Ethnic faith. Because I, I hate the term paganism. It's too broad. It means too many different things. Because technically, a Satanist is sort of a pagan. Right, and following the, the basic rule of as soon as you hear somebody say te technically, there's bullshit coming out of their mouth right behind Pretty you. much. But basically, this is, seems to be how most people end up doing paganism. They, they either end up do, taking another people's ethnic faith, you know, African, uh, Native American, Indian, well, and in general, Chinese. You've mentioned this before. In general, what they're doing is arguing that they should be able to worship these other people's deities. Yes, and it's not even, it's not even a situation of, because not all of them will venerate, say, Krishna or Quetzalcoatl. Some will. We, yeah. We've cornered some people into admitting they do this. The Great Spirit. Which doesn't exist, by the way. It is a made-up concept used basically to convert the Indians to uh, Christianity. Yeah. Um, do they have things that kind of mean it? Sort of, but basically what it, tra what, it, what it actually translates into, it seems, is something akin to the energy that permeates everything. It's basically the... the kind of, it's fair enough to say... Life energy. Itself. Well, and here's the other thing is, it, before I even get into anything else, when we look at other people's ethnic faith, we inevitably try to look at it through our own lens, yes. which is itself colored by a lot of universalist religion impacting us. But for instance, there will be a lot of people that will do Hinduism, but then just swap out the Hindu symbols for European ones, even if the European ones don't mean what they do. Uh, if they even bother doing that. Oh, yeah, because a lot of times they won't even bother doing that. They'll just skip straight to Hinduism and then claim. And then Is dress this a perfect place for me to uh, to bring up this amazing thing that you saw on, what was it, Facebook or something? Oh, yeah. It, and I'll let you because you are, you are, you are <laughs> bubbling amazing. over. It's amazing, and it proves exactly what I've been saying. When people see or hear the term Indo-European, the Indo actually means indigenous. However, on a subconscious level, they're like Indo, Indian, Indian, Hindu, Hindu, European. So in this one conversation where um, there was being poop smeared all over pie because it deserves it. One of the brilliant people says, well, Maybe people would be more accepting of the Indo-European if we called it Euro-Indian. No, no, no. They didn't even go that far. They didn't even do go that far. They didn't go Euro-Indian. They made it one word. You're Indian. You're Indian. Yes. Yes. You're Indian and you're Indian and you're Indian. And it just proved my point with all these people going to the Hinduism is they aren't even bother bother bothering trying to find out anything about the European. They're just going straight phase. to Indian stuff. Yeah, they're just going straight to Indian stuff because Indo-European. And it's always pushed that way. And really, it's a language argument, not a mytho mythological, um, spiritual, religious argument. 
It's supposed to be a language argument. Because at some point... But they use the language to argue we're all Hindu. Well, people get got this idea at some point that language and religion are inherently connected. They're not. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, is if a Finnish person doesn't speak Finnish, are they any less able to talk to their Finnish gods? Are they any less able to appeal to their ancestral gods? No. The language has almost nothing to do with it. That's like... Um, well, because otherwise we wouldn't be able to talk to our ancestral gods anyways because we don't speak the same language anymore. No, we language don't. Language evolves e and changes. Even if, even if we spoke English, as some people try to call it, we are ourselves not speaking the same English as 500 years ago. Mm -hmm. So this whole, this is a bastardized version of... English. No, this is just how the language progressed. And actually, you can look at languages like English and see how language can change. Sometimes it's through violent means. Other times it's not. Sometimes it's just trading. Europeans are right next to each other. So, of course, there's going to be a language bleed over. Well, and really, if we could back up to the beginning of the United States, just, just the country, let alone the settlers and whatnot, we would barely be able to communicate with them well, because yeah. the language has shifted that much. Well, if it wasn't for, you know, mass transit, um, popular music, radio, television, stuff like that, America would be speaking multiple different dialects, if not languages. Of right. English That's why now. you have the TV accent, or as most people say, there is no American accent. It's They picked Iowa. Yeah, they picked the... To standardize the, the language because the powers that be noticed Americans were on the verge of speaking many different languages, all of them English. Yes. And it would have happened to Australia. I mean, the only reason these languages haven't diverged more is because of modern tech. You drop all that away, in 100 years, people won't be speaking the same language. Yeah. And it's part of the problem with language is it's unpredictable. So why are we talking about this? Because of this, it's actually a buildup, just in case somebody lost the, the path. It's a buildup off from what we was just talking about with, oh, but the languages, the language is so important. No, it's not. It, it, is it important? Well, yeah, for communication. But it, we could all be speaking Japanese and it wouldn't actually change anything. Well, and I think one of the things that most irritates me about language is all these um, amateur linguists. But they're building off of each other. It's like someone who doesn't know how to bake and has never baked in his entire life trying to figure out how to bake. So he reverse engineers it by watching I Love Lucy. Right. Well, and here's the thing is these uh, I've talked to so many people that will say, oh, I'm a linguist. I'm like, oh, great. Who do you work for? What is it? which museum, which which intelligence agency what scholarly yeah. agency, museum, What is it that, that you do specifically as a linguist? Oh, well, you see, I'm not really a linguist. So you have to be careful with these people that claim to be linguists. Being interested in it and being the thing is two different things. Yep. I'm interested in playing guitar. I try really hard to play guitar. He's not good. I am not a guitar player. If you got really drunk and I got really belligerent with it, you might be like, yeah, he's great. And then when you'd sober up, you'd be like, he is not a guitar player. No, and I, I've, I'm i not good at playing instruments, so I don't even try right. anymore. But it's the same concept. I'm really interested in it. I'm really bad at it. Yes. Well, myself, I have, um, I have many skills. Mm -hmm. But 
I am not like I can cook and bake all right. I'm usually not the type of person but to you actually are put not a chef. No. And it actually I've been called a chef before when I worked at a deli and I just kind of looked at them I'm like no. <laughs> no, I make sandwiches and occasionally eggs. I am not the person that you think I am. No, 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 no. But these people they're everywhere. Well, I'm a linguist. I've studied it for 20 years. Then why are you ignoring rules of language? Because the only reason why I know about it is because I actually went to people. This is their career. This is what they get paid for. I might not agree with them on certain things. Like an archaeologist. I will ask an archaeologist, where was this thing found? There's this coin. You found it. Where Where did you find it? How deep did you find it? You're saying that it's this old. How do you know that's this old? Does it have a date on it? Does, or how deep was it? And then how do you calculate? All that stuff. What I don't ask them is the story of how the how the coin got there because well, they don't know. All they know is that the coin was there. Well, and I, as much as this is probably not the popular opinion, one of the things that's been going around a lot is this image of a dude with a spear or two. First of all, he's clean shaven. He's got two freaking horns coming out of his helmet that people think are ravens you guys would laugh if you could have seen this if we had the the uh the videos because he's doing one of the imaginary horns out of his forehead and the other one out of the back of his head but basically (laughs) basically this um we have to get some we we have to to get some uh but people say it's odin yeah well specifically they say it's woden or or wodenage which is a made-up word, people. You cannot make your entire arguments off of freaking Dothraki. Right. Well, you, you can also uh, watch it in live time where you'll be telling a story about Woden and they will just change the name to Odin. Well, I've actually flipped my lid at people before when they will start telling a story of Odin and just swap out the name. I'm like, even if you think these are the same god, why did you use the wrong regional name? Because these stories from... Late century, like freaking century Iceland, late Viking period, Iceland are not going to be the same that the Anglo-Saxons had. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's, here's my favorite thing when I'm like, why do you think this deity and that deity is the same? Well, because everybody says so. Well, everybody says lots of stuff that's wrong. Well, like out of Africa. It's been disproven multiple times, multiple times. And yet people will still say, well, it's true. Well, how do you know? Because everybody says it. Lots of people say lots of stuff. That's just, it's incorrect. Well, and I think one of my biggest irritations, and this is without even getting into how people are very, very xenophilic. Many people, it, it, it's been mentioned by other races, like black people, for instance, they are weirdly obsessed with like white Renaissance Jesus. White people, on the other hand, we are weirdly obsessed with brown people religion. Mm-hmm. We are obsessed with the Amazonians and their sacred wisdom of these freaking monkey troglodytes. Uh, we are obsessed <laughs> the river with... The only flows in one direction. We are obsessed with the freaking Indians, the, um, the, the, the Native Americans and their buffalo. Uh, we, we... Oh, white man. White yeah. man. He kills a white buffalo. Huh. And leave trash, make me cry. I am Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was... Or uh, the freaking dream time of the Abos, whose IQ is lower than a mouse. Yeah. Um, Have fun looking that up when I first saw that. I, I was like, this is impossible. This has got to be a typo. 
or um, African, an Indian, Chinese, anything but European. Mm-hmm. Because Europeans don't have nothing. Well, the hilarious thing to me. What was the last thing that they, uh, I went on like a three hour fucking tirade about it? It was they said something didn't come from Europe. I'm like, yeah, that's right. There's no food, no animals, no air, no cloth, no nothing from Europe. It just never even existed until fucking Oily Josh showed up. Yes, but I think I lost the plot here a second ago. Yeah, but, but, I did. But <laughs> my issue becomes people effectively... It When I talk to people about ethnic faith, they have gone off in this weird direction that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. For instance, Hala, a German goddess. She is not in the Eddas. She is... My best guess is she comes out of Hesh or Franconia or something like that. One of those areas. She's very big in like the Bavaria Hesh area. And then she sort of spreads out from there. Some people try to claim that she's uh, the goddess of Holland. But I think that's a false etymology personally. Because she's not actually as big there as she is in other areas. So it doesn't make any sense. People will claim she's Frigg. And in all honesty... No one has ever given me an actual reason for this. The closest is a mistranslated piece of church writings that uses the words strigum holda, which means the witch holda. And I will say this till the cows come home because it irritates me this much. It means the witch holda, but it had that weird S that people used for like forever. The one with the line through it? The one with the line through it that people think is an F. So some idiot at some point thought that meant Frig Holda. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of problems when I was in school over that because I'd write my S's that way. Because it's the old way to write S. Yeah. I don't know. Well, when it, it's like I, I thought that I was really bad at spelling. Until you found out you were doing archaic spelling. Yeah. Um, because autocorrect absolutely hates me. And what it is is because I will blend modern spellings with old French, old German, old English spellings of words. Yep. I don't hold to any particular century or language. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's one of the things that has irritated me so much is I don't care if you disagree with me. I really don't. My issue is when you can't back it up with anything other than, well, you are just going contradictory. I'm going contradictory because I've actually looked into this and there's nothing to back it up. Right. For instance, one of the biggest things... My argument that Woden and Odin are not the same. I used to think they were the same and were just regional variations on the same god. Except then I looked into them and there is literally no evidence that they are the same god other than their names sound sort of similar. Well, I'm going to run on the assumption that a lot of the people that listen to the podcast are are uh, subscribed to our Telegram. And I'm sure that they've noticed that the um the cards that we've been putting up um let me see what was the first one ride a tosker and then put up the card back and then the, the last one was the bull if no you, the last one was borvo you just put oh borvo borvo, up yeah yesterday. i forgot about him okay borvo and then before that was the bull anyways if you blow these these cards up you can act their script script written on them and if you read that script that script is actually lore with the exception of a fact 
or you know plus one minus one whatever it is i put on them that part's just for fun but the descriptor is always it's not even based on the lore it is part of the lore well so i'm not taking lore and twisting it for haha fun no you're um, using the actual, actual lore, lore is and history cards because yeah, history is just history. real world lore yeah and here's the thing lore is real world lore it's just entered an age of myth but the way that and it is something that bugs me like uh, another good example of this Saxnot. mm-hmm we know Saxnot isn't Woden because Woden and Saxnot are mentioned as separate deities in the Saxon baptismal vow. So people then try to make Saxnot either Tyr or Frere. I have literally, this is basically where their argument comes down to. He has a sword. They have no real arguments anywhere else. People are obsessed with the idea that this small amount of deities we got from the Eddas are all of our gods. So any god mentioned outside of that is merely a different name for an Eddic god. And yeah, yeah, I'm getting a bit ranty, so I'll step back here a little bit. But it's, it is something that does bug me. Yeah, because I was trying to uh, switch gears a little bit before we got into an hour-long rant. Yes. Which is why I brought up the cards. Yes, but then where do we go from the cards? Well, the cards being that is actual lore that I'm putting in the descriptors. And then I forgot where I was going to take it from there. Oh, um, the other project that, I was, that I'm going to be presenting or we're going to be presenting because I'm sure you're going to have some that you're going to want to do. We're taking archaeological finds. And there is the common presentation. Like... And anyone ever notice? I'm sure that you've noticed because you've you've gone off about it before. Any human or any figurine, basically, that's found, automatically it's a totem. It's it's some super hyper religious something or other that we sacrifice to or on or prayed to or on or in front of. They always go in those directions, like the the little fat Mimi dolls. Oh, yeah, the Venus figurines. Yes, the Venus. Uh, they always show the photographs. They make them look big, like they're six foot tall or something. They're, they're approximately three inches, give or take, between three and six inches. They're basically dolls. Yeah, they're dolls. And now, finally, people are starting to shift to uh, they're the ancient action figures, much like a straw doll that the little girls used to make and carry around, and they'd put in little dresses or the little boys would attach a little shield and a little spear or a little sword to, and they made action figures out of the same damn things, whether it's bundles of twigs, uh, rolls of yarn, um, the corn, it's not corn, no, like the, the little wheat dollies to use modern words. Yes. Technically they are corn. It's just yeah, the it's archaic the, term for right. corn because corn just used to mean the, the main crop, typically a kind of, of uh, cereal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and it's so what I want to do is take some of these archaeological finds where they explain it in this really weird way, use the exact same information. It's an alternate hypothesis. I will use the correct word because science itself stopped using the right freaking words, which irritates me to no end. That, that's my irritation is language. Look up the definition of 
please look up the definition of theory and hypothesis. Well, and you will begin seeing where there are a lot of hypotheses that's put forward as theories, and they're not. There are very few theories in the world. There's a shit ton of hypotheses, but if you call it a hypothesis, people stop taking you seriously. So I'm going to do it the right way. Alternate hypothesis. Take the information that they actually know. Throw away their opinion on it and insert an, another opinion and back it up. Because like the first one that I'm going to do, uh, which will probably be going out today or tomorrow, um, meaning Monday or Tuesday. So it'll already be out by the time you guys are listening to this. And I'm going to back it up. My opinion will be backed up. Where their opinion is loosely just, it's a humanoid figure and we arrange it this way and we arrange it that way and it just looks like a totem. Yeah. Well, it's actually something that people have brought up is you can actually rearrange something and com- they're, they're, they've actually made fun of this before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an episode of Malcolm in the Middle and one of the uh, the Francis, the older brother, his friends in Alaska steal this totem pole. And he's like, this is a sacred item. And then he starts having dreams about it. And he basically makes it a very spiritual thing. And then a uh, Alaskan native shows up and he's like, taking that back. And he's like, wait, no, you can't. This is basically my God now. And he's like, no, I carved this with my kids last summer. It's so my car knows when to not go down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> it's It means nothing to him. It's basically folk art that he drives his car into. Or like my family, we had, I'm going to describe what it was first. Because every year to three years, depending, we'd have a huge family get together. So for this big, huge family get-together, we always put up this big tent, uh, basically like a circus tent, except for it was more traditional than a circus tent. Because anyways, we had erect a huge tent. Well, we're lazy. And it's a big pole. So we just left it erected. Because every time that you put it up, you got to dig the hole. You got to put stand the, the giant pole up in it, which I, I don't even remember how big it was. Um, it wasn't circus tent size, but it was still big. And then you got to tamp it down and make sure it's in there solid. So if the wind comes, it doesn't fall over and, and crush anybody or break stuff. So every every year to three years, you got to do this. And then you got to take it back up and then find more soil. Because when you dig a hole and you put dirt back in it, it's never as full as when you emptied it. I don't know what happens to, to the... Uh, to the dirt it magically goes away or something yes i know that there's a scientific explanation for it and i don't care because it's not funny anyways we're lazy so we decide to leave this thing up after a year or so we're like this looks stupid just a big giant pole standing up in the in the yard and it's ugly so we made a scaffolding around it and carved it and now we're like that looks kind of neat wouldn't it be even cooler if we put some, some colors and some cloth and uh, we, we have some scraps of leather and let's make it look actually pretty. And then it goes around that we have a big totem pole in our yard. And, and in particular, because some things that we did, we was devil worshippers. So it's a giant totem to the devil or a giant idol, an altar to the devil. But it wasn't. It was a fucking tent pole. Did you specifically carve it in the shape of any of the gods or just make it look we cool? We put animal faces and human faces on it and like swords and spears. And 
So uh, I had a, a bare face, I think, towards the bottom um, because it's bigger and thicker and had a uh, the stereotypical European god totem thing that everybody makes with the, the conical helmet and he, the roughed out human face and the spear running down the side. And what we did was we mostly used the shapes that was already in the log and then just made them more easier to see. So you didn't have to use your imagination so much. But yeah, that, that's all it was. It was a freaking tent pole. But you made it pretty. And but this we is, made it pretty. Why? This, because it's there all the time. Well, it's actually something I've brought up before is our people have a habit of making everything pretty. Yeah. So like uh, McThunder on his channel. Oh, we uh, even went so far as we planted some plants around the base of it. Yes. The uh, BC Neanderthal mindset is his channel's name now. He changed it from e uh, Mc, the, the McThunder. Yes. But uh, his channel, he'll post things like the fairy graves. Yes. Or, um, Which are was, mostly the, the fairy graves. Mostly, if you actually check it out, it's small animals that they just rearranged the skeletons. They didn't even really do anything to alter the bones themselves. But it'll have chicken bones and squirrel bones and chipmunk bones and bird bones. And they just arrange them in a way where it makes a little humanoid figure. They're cool. They are. They are cool. Or um, a better example is things like, uh, I've posted on them. They're basically a weaving thing. I forget what they're called, but they're Slavic. They're really pretty because they are neatly carved and painted. And then uh, McThunder, I forget what it was called, but he posted this thing that was basically an old school iron. Mm -hmm. No steam, oh, no yeah, electricity. The, the wooden paddle. Yeah. Those are also ornately carved. Yeah. It's almost like... And why? Because. Because we can. Well, it's actually one of the things that's bugging us now, if you think about it. We are not allowed to make things pretty anymore. Yeah. Because, like, I made this desk that we uh, that we use. Mm -hmm. It is a desk. It is functional. It does a thing. Yes. It's not very pretty. I prettied it up a little bit. Our names are wood burnt into it in runes. Because, yes, yes, the runic alphabet is an alphabet. Yes. Uh, sorry to burst your bubble there. But the thing is... This is just how we are. And that should actually be beautiful. That all we have to do is have like your, uh, people up in the UP will carve stumps into chairs, thrones. Yes. A singular throne is for Paul Bunyan. Well, and, it, and if you ask why, because we can. It's cool. Yes. And then. I mean, that's legitimately the answer that you'll get. Everything else is fluff on top of it. Well, and then this is the interesting custom is the. If there's a set of them, it's a court of fairy. Yeah, it's fairy if, court. If it's a single one, it's the throne of Paul Bunyan. And right. if you sit in that chair... You better behave like... Paul, you better control yourself. Well, it's the same rule as... It, it's like another version of the concept of the Wilderman costumes. Mm -hmm. Because I've got some news for you. A lot of those Wilderman costumes represent either spirits or deities. Mm -hmm. Like, the the obvious deities are like Krampus or the Kukeri. Or uh, Zenzengori, oh, not Zenzengori, well, Zezengori Here's the most the important thing of any of those, whether it's the temple, the 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 thrones for the court of fairy, or uh, Paul Bunyan, or the Wilderman costumes. It's fun. Don't be afraid to have fun. Well, we need to start having fun. And don't be afraid to make things that just look cool. Well, I don't know why people can't accept the idea that there's local variation, because... 
They'll simultaneously try to make a universalist religion out of ethnic faith by using one of the more, like, the Irish tomes, ignoring the Welsh, the Scottish, and the Gaulish sources and just trying to mass the Irish stuff over every oh. Celtic group. Or um, And with the Irish tomes, by the way, it's, it's admitted by the authors that they wrote the stories down. They wanted to preserve the stories, but they wrote them down on purpose to reflect the Bible, to yes. reflect Christianity so that they wouldn't get in trouble. Well, one thing that this is something people always think is actually a bastardization of the Celtic, but it's not. It's actually something that's fairly common across a lot of pagan traditions. It is hard to tell the difference between the heroes, so just the exceptional humans, and the gods. Right. Because, like, for instance, this is actually one of the most confusing things in paganism, if anyone's ever noticed, when a god will appeal to the gods. Yes. Because uh, in Greek, Aristeus does this. Um, Heracles does this. And yes, Heracles... Well, actually, if you want to get something that is... Um, it's not really unique, but it's emphasized more in the Celtic than in the other um, pantheons, which is, is not a good descriptor, but in the other pantheons. It's that the gods and humans directly interact. Not only directly... So, so like the, the Eddas, for instance, takes place in the realm of the gods, right? Uh, that's where almost all the stories are. Yep. And the the Celtic, they take place here in our realm. Well, and actually, the, part. the realm of the gods is, in Celtic, at least the lore we have, it is more or less, with the exception of literally going into a god's house, where mm. it basically turns into magic land. Because <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you go into Angus Og's house, it's freaking magnificent. You right. go into the Dogda's house, same you thing. You go into something that looks, and there's even stories where it's described as, it looks like a shack. Then you go inside, and it's it's 100 hectares long on the inside. Yeah. Basically, what you do is you enter that god's realm by entering their house. Yes. And, okay, I, this is, again, I'm going to go off on a side tangent, but I have to. The Dogda isn't a wizard. No. Stop representing him as a wizard. He no. has nothing to do with He's wizards. He's extremely kind is what he is, and kind to the point of nativity. It's easy, and the other gods are actually really protective of him because he is so naive, because he is so giving. You do not take advantage of the Dagda because, whoa, if he realizes that you're taking advantage of him. Well, the weird thing with the Dagda is he's effectively, he is an extremely masculine god because he even has our innocence and our naivete. Mm -hmm. Because here, here's a, here's a fun fact. Most Hyperborean men, we are extremely naive. It's partially our romantic ideas of everything. That's why you can have someone who hears the story of King Arthur and then goes out of their way to try, spends decades of their life trying to find either the Holy Grail or the birthplace of King Arthur or the Sword in the Stone. Or which, where was Camelot? Where was Camelot? And it's like, these things probably did exist, but you're not going to find them in the way that you think you're going to find them. Mm -hmm. And it's partly why we do so many great things because here's the thing is if we weren't naive if we weren't innocent if we weren't romantic we wouldn't have most things because how many other races had the thought hmm i wonder if we could harness electricity from like lightning basically but harness it in a way and produce it so that we can actually do things like record a podcast or turn on an oven magic seer stones it's a very old 
idea. We have those today. Most people call them cell phones. Yeah. Magic mirrors. That's yeah, magic one. mirrors. That's another one. So we've dreamt these dreams for a very long time. Um, one of my favorite ones, though, is actually from Chinese, Dream of Flight. And he took that chair and strapped a bunch of rockets to it and blew himself up. Meanwhile, us. Hmm. How can we make this work? Let us find a thing that already flies. We failed with birds for a very long time, to be fair. But we did figure out how to make a balloon fly. And then from there, we figured out how to make a plane. Yes. Which is sort of halfway between the balloon and the bird. Yeah. Because we even build the planes like birds. Sort of. Well, and people might point. I've had people, oh, the Egyptians and... They have that toy, and it's got all the right proportions for a plane. Just because you made the toy doesn't mean that you did the thing. Well, I mean, Africans have literally built planes with plans that show you how to make planes and have failed to make them fly. Yes. My favorite one is the African helicopter. I love it. Look it up. You'll enjoy yourself. Or the uh, power armor. Uh, is that Nigerian? I don't know. Nigerian power armor. It's, it's fantastic stuff. You guys will love it. Look it up. Well, and here's my thing is back to the, the concept of xenophilia. Yes. We are very obsessed with the idea of these other races because we've been raised on universalism. So we're like, okay, if paganism's correct, that means all paganisms have to be correct, but they can't all be correct. So they all have to be misinterpretations of either this ancient true paganism or one of them is correct and the rest are just confused. Which is, it's, that, that's, it's a bullshit way of, of looking at it. Because what is true, the reality of it is, is what is true here is not necessarily true over there. Well, it's like, for instance, I believe that the Japanese gods exist. Mm -hmm. I don't personally think they give a shit if Hyperboreans venerate them. Well, if, if nothing else. Worst case scenario, they don't care about us. Best, uh, uh, yeah, that's the best case scenario. They they wouldn't care about us. Worst case scenario is They're we at, are at war by default of merely existing. Yeah, th we are basically if they can if they can uh, whack us, they do. If they think we're a big enough threat, mm -hmm. it used to be a joke if uh, you and I acts actually just barely escaped, say getting rammed in the side with a bus, and some other poor bastard did. It's like oh, Vishnu missed his mark. Yeah. It's, well, and what a lot of people will do to um, go researching into this stuff, they'll use comparative mythology. It's a, it's a fair enough approach. It's been something that's been used for centuries. However, the way that they do it is... They look for similarities. It's fucked. Basically, what they do is they actively try to find parallels instead of paying attention to the differences right. and if you go backwards in this comparative mythology line of thought and you get closer to where it first began the idea of it was not to focus on the similarities because they understood we are human shaped we all eat we all sleep we all shit so we understand that there's similarities but what is it that makes us different? That's what comparative mythology is supposed to be, is focusing on the differences. Okay, these things are similar. That's all well and good. We kind of expect that because we're similar animals. Like, you can find similarities between bears and tigers. There, there are similarities. They both have claws. They both have fur. They both predominantly walk on four legs. 
they both have tails. One has a long tail, other has, so are they the same animal? No, instead what you do is you focus on the differences so that you can see what makes this group unique from this other group. Why is this group the way that they are? We can find out by focusing on the differences. That's what comparative mythology is supposed to do. That is not, however, what most even professionals now do. Most professionals, because there's more money funding for research, funding for just being alive and doing it, I guess. There's more money in finding the similarities and focusing on similarities and taking the things that aren't similar and then making them the same anyways. There's money in that. There's not money in finding out why different people behave in different ways by focusing on the on the dissimilar things. Well, people have even pointed out, and this isn't even getting into the idea that Europe, uh, Hyperboreans, white people, have been in America way longer than they claim we have. Simply the idea that the Vinlanders got further than just the coast. Because people have actually admitted, like actual scholars have admitted, that if they found a Viking ship, say, all the way in Minnesota, or fuck, the Dakotas, yeah. like the Vikings sailed through the Great Lakes, got if through the other. If they found one up in the Rocky Mountains, they would destroy it. Burn it. That's actually their words, I think, was burn it. Yeah, they would burn it because it goes against the um, the common line of thought, and they would do so to protect their jobs. Or they'll disappear skulls and skeletons because mm -hmm. it doesn't agree. It happens all the time. Yeah, it does, because the narrative is too important, and your career can end if you go against it. Yes. Which you is dare, If you're in those, in those fields, you dare not go against the narrative. Yes. But the thing is, is like biology, for instance— People will argue, well, it's differences between the races are only skin deep. No, it's musculature. It's we are the same shape. It's like calling a cat and a dog the same species. Right. I mean, they both got four legs, one head and a tail. Yeah, but no one would confuse a dog for a cat. Right. Oh, um, uh, we're getting closer. We're not quite there yet. But I wanted to bring up the important because I drone on about it all the time. The importance of questioning and reasoning. Um, on the Telegram, when I posted two pictures, uh, basically, do deer eat meat? Are they omnivores? Are deer omnivores? Is what I was getting at. But the way that I asked the question, I got two completely different answers for the same animal, for the same question. The ability to ask the right questions is very, very important. Well, I've actually, and I've asked these as honest questions before. There's a very big difference between asking, are Odin and Woden the same? Because then there's a yes and a no answer. Or a maybe, if people want to be kind of giving. However, this is the question I asked, and it completely wrecked somebody. And I, I was doing it honestly. It wasn't like a gotcha question. Mm -hmm. Gotcha questions are stupid. Yes. The simple question was, okay... Let's take the etymology away. Took take that away, just as like a hypo, just as a, a fun question. Is there any proof without that that Odin and Woden are the same god? Guy basically had a borderline panic attack and then started arguing how the etymology was foolproof because he had a realization that without the etymology, which is in not inaccurate and. Not incomplete, but like a, it's fallible at best. It's it's fallible at best science. It's not that it's not a thing. It's that it's cargo science. 
Yeah, it is. It, look up. It's a that's a real phrase. Look it up. Cargo science. Yes, and, and then basically what happened was he started freaking out at us. Or cargo, sorry, cargo cult science. Yes, and the reason that and that was actually what cinched it for me that Woden and Odin aren't the same gods is because this guy supposedly knew what he was talking about. Yes, and then when all he had to do was give him a hypothetical scenario. Let's say we took the etymology and we point, proved that it had no bearing and it wasn't right. There's nothing. The guy had nothing. And that's the difference between how you ask a question simply, oh, is Odin and Woden the same? Versus how is Odin and Woden the same? And then questioning the answer. Because a lot of people will be like, well, the etymology, blah, blah. Because they've been trained in these various groups to say that. So then question the answer okay minus the entomology is there anything to substantiate this ah well it's like the question of who is a god versus what is a god because what is thor well he's the thunderer okay but who is thor well he's the no 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 no. that's what who is thor what's his personality type because i've actually brought this up the marvel thor Mm -hmm. he's not thor and not just because he's marvel but because his personality type is actually closer to Balder. Mm-hmm. Even his depiction is closer to Balder. Because for the most part, he's depicted clean-shaven with blonde hair as the shining youth. He's a blonde, shining youth who's talented and likable, but arrogant. Mm-hmm. That's Balder's personality, not Thor's. Uh, fair enough. And that's the question. It's like, if you... That famous painting of Thor, where he's got, like, the swastikas on his belt that everyone likes to pull out. Yes, it's supposed to represent Thor, but the current depiction of it, because I think there's some evidence that it was originally red hair, and then they just repainted it blonde when they were restoring it. Yeah, Uh, restoration restoration accidents happen all the time. Yeah, like accidentally adding black people into a renaissance scene. Yes. But, um... Or accidentally erasing the face off from... Uh, oh, uh, Jesus, and making monkey Jesus meme. Well, I was actually going to go with something more European than monkey Jesus. I was going to go with... Oh, that uh, was a European situation. Well, yes, it was. But no, I was going with the goddess. as a statue of a goddess, and they accidentally destroyed it. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but with these figures, um, basically, if I drew... A, Thor, right? If I drew Thor and I told you I was drawing Thor and I drew him with one eye with a bunch of ravens around him wearing a traveler's cloak and holding a spear and I told you this is Thor. Does that make that Thor? Yeah. Well, it doesn't even look like Thor. I'm like, but it has a red beard. So it's Thor. Right. But but it's got a red beard and blonde hair because people like the blonde hair. Blonde hair, red beard. It actually happens in nature. I've seen guys with Naturally, blonde hair, red beard. So it does happen. But yeah. But but I say it's Thor, so it's Thor. Okay, it's Thor. It's a dude named Thor. Who looks that, a, lot, who like looks a lot like Odin. Well, it's like that old joke. We don't know exactly what Muhammad looks like, so you could draw a pineapple and say it's Muhammad. You just drew Muhammad prepared to get jihaded. Yes. And it's actually... An issue I have because if you look up the uh, the illustrative history, like paintings, drawings, sculptures of Odin, actually he doesn't for like a hundred or so years. Even with like all these things, talking about how Odin is supposed to be depicted, 
readily available. He is consistently depicted wrong. Mm-hmm. One time they made him like almost Mediter- like stereotypical olive-skinned Mediterranean big bra- big black beard just sitting on a throne with a viking hat and what looked like a Mesopotamian toga. Yes. It it, it is the the agreed upon look of Odin that everyone knows didn't come about until way later and I'm half convinced it wasn't supposed to be Odin originally because the depiction doesn't show up until he's already conflated with other gods. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I didn't mean to get ranty again if I did, but it's 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 why you need to look deeper. I, I mean, we've said it before, I'll say it again. You would be better off just acknowledging there are many gods and basically venerating your ancestors right because you know who your grandma and grandpa were you know you can probably find pictures of your great-grandparents you'd be honestly further off doing that and then i don't know lifting weights learning how to fight learning how to weave learning how to knit learning how to sew and just building up a family and being like yeah we have many gods many spirits but i don't know who they are i do know who my grandparents are i know who at least two of my uh, great-grandparents are and I have them up on the family altar, which is just the uh, the the wall where you hang the mantle, pictures, the, the, mantle the mantle, the piano, the the display, the hallway uh, wall. Right, and learning I don't know, freaking karate and how to shoot a gun and learn archery and learn how to cook, learn how to bake, learn how to can food. Well, it's like when people get really obsessed with uh, foreign martial arts, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, it's unbeatable. Yeah, until you can figure out how to counter grappling, then it's pretty easy to beat. Right. Or, or um, if you're facing 10 guys. Yes. Or uh, karate is another one people obsess over. Karate. I've tried to learn. They're I, fun. All, yeah. all those things are fun. But the the reality is, is nothing's unbeatable. No. And here's the thing is like Asian martial arts. They're what usable. is a lock? What is a lock? Just humor me. A lock? Yeah. What What is it supposed to do? Uh, lock things. Uh, ultimately what it's supposed to do or what it's supposed to do is keep people out of something, right? The reality is it only keeps out honest people. Ask any locksmith, ask any uh, safe cracker. Uh, yeah, basically because they, they, they rate safes on how long it takes a professional to break into it. Yeah. Locks only, they're, they're supposed to keep people out, but the reality of it is they only keep out honest people. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it in so many TV shows, the ability to lockpick. Mm-hmm. And what little boy hasn't, or even girls, haven't tried. Actually, I know more girls that's uh, got pseudo-proficient with lockpicking. I think it's their obsession with secrets. Yeah, they need to know. They need to know. There's even multiple fairy tales about it. Yes. You can go anywhere, do anything in my castle that you want, except for open this box or except for open this door. And by the way, here's all the keys, including the key to that box I told you not to open or that door that I told you not to Pandora's open. Pandora's box, Bluebeard. There's many, many examples yeah. of this. Guaranteed. Or the check or, is opening the box. Uh, the story of Cupid and Psyche. That's another one mm-hmm. where that happened. Um. Whatever you tell a woman not to do, she will inevitably do it. Especially if it's don't look here. Pretty much. Because she needs to know. Oh, no. What is it? And then she'll paint two two images in her head, even according to folklore. Some is super wonderful, and you're just trying to keep it away from her. 
Others is it's a horrible, bloody secret, and you're trying to not let her know. Yeah, it, it'll drive them nuts. As a matter of fact, for many of the young men, I would say that'd be a good test of a woman is take a box, put something in there. It doesn't put a nothing thing in there to give it some heft and so that she can feel that something's in there. Lock it up and then tell the girl that you're dating to never look in the box. Yes. And here's the thing. Partly she will think it's full of gold. The other part will think it's got a human tongue in there. Yes. And here's the thing is you don't, you just have to put something in there. It doesn't have to be anything. And here's the thing. If you find a woman that will not ever look in the box, good for you. You found a fucking unicorn. Yeah. The, the real the real test is how long. Yes. Because if she can't even how wait. How long can she resist that temptation? How long? Because once she does, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. But is it a day? Is it an hour? Is it a week? Is it a month? Is it a few months? And then here's the other question is, how does she react that she can't see it? Yeah. Does she start freaking out? Like, why don't you tell me what's in that box and just start waking out on you? All, all it really is, is it's a personality test. Yes. Um, but another thing, and this is an example of something from our lore that's valuable. Um, but like I was getting in martial arts, mm-hmm. European martial arts. There's multiples. There's bear wrestling. There's just wrestling wrestling. There's boxing. Actual boxing, not the actual boxing was intended for the battlefield with the intention to kill. Well, like, like every armored battlefield. Well, there's some kind people keep trying to find this secret hidden martial art of Europe. It's right in front of you. Or the secret hidden martial art of the world of which all martial arts stem. Which it, that no. one doesn't exist. Well, here's one interesting thing. I don't know if the other races do this, but most people think the most violent way you can hit somebody is with your fists. It's one of the dumbest ways that you can hit somebody. I don't know if the other races do this, but in for your for Hyperboreans, it's actually open-palmed. If you can get your hands yeah, strong there's, enough. Yeah, there's Asian styles that do that, but they do it weird. With us, I think, honestly, it's the same... Uh, because we also have the ability to lock our fingers. Mm-hmm. The other races really can't do that. Yeah. Not to the same level. Yeah. Well, it's like, can they have people over six feet tall that are Asians? Yes. It's a lot rarer than with Hyperboreans. Yeah. But there's a reason why the Asian training methods are the way that they are. Well, we they don't also have, have to do it the way that they do it. Well, they also have more muscles in their yeah. knees, so they can do certain moves we simply can't. Yeah. It's the same reason they can hold that stupid sitting position forever. Right. I mean, we can develop the ability to do it, but they do it easier. There's just some things that some people do easier than others. Yeah. But basically, it's we fight bear style. Yeah. Because bears don't make fists. They just swat you. And they can. They can make fists. I mean, if, if you're dedicated enough to look up the videos, you can find videos of bears doubling up their fist and punching each other. It's rare, but they can. And we can, but it's a good way to break a fist. Yeah, it's the only reason that boxing does that is that's how it's it's done now, that, but it yeah, used to be. Yeah, that's how it's done now. It used to be mostly open hand strikes and grappling, standing grappling. And it is a lot more damage. Yeah. Like old school boxing, you was allowed to gouge the eyes. You was allowed to bite. 
You could stand up and put somebody in an arm bar and kick them in the face. You could bodily pick them up and slam them to the ground. You could choke them. All of this was boxing. And then in come various rules until you end up with, uh, I forget, the one that uh, you, you see in all these old movies with like uh, Sherlock Holmes where he does. Queensberry Queen, rules. Yeah, the Queensberry rules. Yeah, basically, you want to learn real boxing? Throw those out. Figure out what the rules are and then do those. Fun fact, the guy or, that. You know, break all the rules. Fun fact, the guy who invented the Queensberry rules, I think, was also the dad of Oscar Wilde. Could be. Um, it went through several iterations. So he probably, if he didn't start them, he almost guaranteed helped. But uh, yeah, turns out we're out of time now. So um, I've been saying it for a while. Keep your head up. Keep, uh, don't keep your mouth shut. Do keep your powder dry because now nobody can deny that the shit is getting real. And I'll simply say, if you're trying to do ethnic faith, look lo- local and please, please stop idealizing brown religion. It's getting really old. <laughs>